there and welcome back to Book Around with me Dominic Goulden. Today we are heading over to Ireland to have a look at Dante and the Lobster by Samuel Beckett. Uh, this is on the back of obviously doing Dante's Inferno last week, so let's jump into it, see what the links are, see if we like it. Hello friends and welcome back to Book Around. Um, so, yeah, today we are in Ireland and we are doing a very strange short story, uh, one of Samuel Beckett's earliest works, I think it was the first story he ever got published, uh, Dante and the Lobster. So, short story of, of my experience with this book, I um, I was in Waterstones a few weeks back, maybe a few months back, whenever it was, and I, and I spotted this book, um, it's the little Faber Stories short story series, and um. I was interested in getting some more short stories because, you know, it's something nice and quick to read before bed. I spotted the name and I was like, oh, Dante is in like Dante's Inferno. That'll be interesting. I read the first page and felt like I was having a brain aneurysm. Uh, I just couldn't understand what the heck was going on. Um, but I also hadn't read Dante's Inferno at that point. So I read Inferno and then I was like, OK, now I've got the context that I need to go back and read this. Um, I probably needn't have bothered. You can read this story without really knowing that much about Dante's Inferno, and it still makes sense, I think. It tells the story of a day in the life of um, an Irish student called, I'm, I'm probably going to butcher this pronunciation, Belacqua, I think, B-E-L-A-C-Q-U-A. Uh, -E He's our main character, and the story is simply about him on a day where he is studying, um, starts off in his classics lesson, studying Dante's Inferno or the Divine Comedy at large. Um, then he goes and gets some lunch, goes to some other lessons and goes to his auntie's house to drop off a lobster that she has ordered. That's it. That's the entire story. Okay. Very pedestrian stuff. But Samuel Beckett's um, talent, so, so I understand it. I've not read much of his work is to find uh, meaning and quirks and interesting sort of vignettes in everyday banalities. So the writing style is, is intriguing and poetic and it's sort of written in this train of thought style where we are with Bellacqua all the time and shifting between his cluttered mind, between him thinking about understanding it only focuses on one thing about Dante's Inferno, which is that in the first uh, canto, or one of the first cantos, there are some spots on the moon, and I didn't even comment on that in my episode because I didn't realise they were meant to be symbolic. Apparently they're meant to be symbolic of something, and he's racking his brains over the symbolism, so he decides to ask his Italian teacher later in the day. So that's one of his thoughts for the day, is what do those spots on the moon mean in, in Inferno? Um, he also... There's five pages. Bear in mind this book is, I think, only about 30-odd pages. I'll just confirm that. Um, 30... How many pages? 31, maybe? No, exactly 30 pages long. And five of those pages are dedicated to Bellacqua making toast. So you can see what we're dealing with here. Um, Samuel Beckett is really um, trying to get across how neurotic this guy is. Um, he's very self-aggrandizing, very sort of self-indulgent. So the, the, the dedication to this, this making toast is he's very like particular about exactly how it, it is. And then he wants this particular 
particularly fine gorgonzola cheese to, to go with it that he's ordered just one slice of at the cheese shop. So it's all a little bit Patrick Bateman. Um, when he goes to the cheese shop, he sort of shouts at the man in, in this very over-the-top, almost Dennis Reynolds from Always Sunny in Philadelphia kind of way um, because he doesn't think the cheese is up to, up to spec. Um, and th- this is it, really. It's more of a character study. Um, and, and ultimately, the, the big famous part of the book, I guess, is he gets to his auntie's house and gives her the lobster in the bag. And then when he opens it, he realises it's still alive and he gets... Um, I don't know if he's upset or just concerned or confused that obviously the lobster's alive and he knows she's going to eat it and therefore it means she's going to kill it. Um, obviously, that that is kind of distress and I, I would find that a distressing experience um and then you know there's this sort of famous quote at the end of well at least it's a quick death or dear god it's not um and that that's about it really um so it's a really confounding little book I enjoyed it to to the extent that I was engaged all the way through I wondered where it was going um but I'd be lying if I said I felt like I understood it. I came away thinking, okay, that was a quirky little character study of, of a kind of strange guy. But I don't know if there was any meaning to it or if it's just a little bit Emperor's New Clothes. I, I didn't feel like I came away any the richer, having learned anything or having been given a story exactly. It was just, to me, seemed like a random sequence of events cluttered together with admittedly very nice prose um but i haven't read any of samuel beckett's other works so i think he did waiting for Godot. i think that's his most famous one so we might do that on the channel at a later date and revisit samuel beckett um because i really don't have an awful lot more to say about this i mean it's a 30 page book you know it's it's part of the collection uh more kicks than pricks which was his first collection of short stories so you know covering a short story on the channel on the channel on the podcast is always going to generally be a shorter fur it's a short story there's less stuff there's i have less to say about it um but sometimes you know it might be something where so like when we did um the prophet of zongo street on the uh the last season i only covered two of those stories and i had plenty to say about each because i felt like they were very densely packed and, and very sort of the narrative was was really lovely here i don't feel like this story was densely packed if anything i feel like the the events were dragged out and considering when it's a short story um yeah i i don't know what to say about it really it didn't do very well when it first came out i think people didn't really know what to make of it and i'm kind of in that same boat as well i don't know what to make of it I'm glad that I bought it. I'm glad that I read it. So it's, I don't, you know, I don't regret the purchase. Um, but I guess I was hoping for this to be um, somehow allegorical of, of Dante or, or have closer ties to that. Because really the, the reference to the sort of first canto and the spots on the moon and all of that kind of thing um, just seems like window dressing and, and aesthetics more than anything. Maybe it's something really clever that I'm not getting. You know, I haven't done a particular deep dive into the context of this. I don't know if there is meant to be hidden symbolism or uh, morality here that I don't get. But for me, it's just the day in the life of an odd guy. Um, And yeah, I think we're going to wrap it up and be a really short episode this week. Because I have very little to add. 
I would say read it. Um, it, this book cost me about two pounds, you know, it, and if you can get it in the collection, then you get it with more stories. I, I'll definitely go back and read more Samuel Beckett because even though I found the story confusing and I really know what I got out of it, I will say that I enjoyed his use of prose and I can see how a longer effort by him would, would probably be a rewarding read. So I don't feel like it was a waste of my time. I do feel like it was a quirky little intriguing story, but it's probably not going to be on a top 10 list for me anytime soon. Thank you very much for listening, and I'm going to throw over to myself to sign off. If you've enjoyed this admittedly short edition of Book Around, please feel free to follow me on social media. I am at Book Around Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, or on Twitter at Book Around Pod. You can also get in touch, bookaroundoutlook.com, if you have any suggestions for books for me to cover, or any feedback, um, good or bad, I'm always eager to hear from you. And that's about it from me, so until next time, keep on booking around. Thank you.